This is Reawakened, conversations with and for women in transition with Vari Longmuir and Jade McKenzie. As women in our 30s have experienced transition in different forms, we realised there was a lack of open, honest conversation around what can be a lonely and delicate time. Our hope for this podcast is that it will be the medicine you need to navigate whatever you are going through with courage, grace and a little humour along the way. Hello lovelies and welcome to another episode of the Reawakened podcast with myself Jade McKenzie and my lovely Vari Longmuir. Hello Vari. Hi Jade. Now today we're talking about self-love because if you're anything like me you didn't really know what that concept was before 2019 so (laughs) we're going to discuss that today and I'm just going to put Vari straight into it because she just said the most beautiful thing off air and I really wanted you to hear it. And Vari, please tell our amazing listeners what you just said, thinking about the last episode that we recorded around the depths of despair. Mm, yeah, it was. it's so interesting because off the back of um, our last episode, which was a heavy episode. I certainly yeah, felt the, the bigness of it and being able to be where I am today in my life and my relationships and my business and look back at that version of myself that was just going through the ringer. I have nothing but love and compassion for that version of myself. And from a time point of view, it wasn't all that long ago. You know, it was, it was relatively recently but I feel like a completely different woman now than I was back then and and I've just got so much compassion for that person who was in that and who made those choices because it wasn't easy but it's it's so beautiful to look back and to to really acknowledge that version of me and give thanks to being able to show up for myself at a time when it was really, really difficult because I'm most certainly reaping the rewards of that courage and that bravery and that vulnerability today in my life. That's so beautiful. I just love how you've described that because for me, I mean, self-love has been thrown around a lot and especially in the circles that we're in and I've never really understood it. But to me, that is the strongest form of self-love, what you've just described, and having love and compassion for yourself and to feel that in all its power and to really give yourself the feeling of grace Mm. and permission to be who you want to be without having the external validations, but for you to have this inner compass that knows that you've got the answers, you've got everything that you need mm. and you are a person who is worthy of love. I just think, and especially for yourself, I just think that that's such a beautiful, beautiful way to put it and express it. Mm. And do you feel like that's something that you had acknowledged earlier in your life? Do you feel like you had 
a healthy sense of self-love or is it something that's only become apparent recently? No, I definitely never had it. Um, when I look back to, to my younger self, um, I was very much a people pleaser who would just did things to look like the good girl and to look like I was making all the right choices. And I was, you know, being quiet and polite and not taking up too much space. Um, and I see now that that's the opposite of self-love. That's minimizing myself and my voice and my presence to make other people feel comfortable. Um, and now I can see that that does not serve me or the world in general um, to, to live from a place of making other people feel more seen and more heard and to minimize who I am. And I think that's something that a lot of women um, perhaps subconsciously do throughout their life. It's about being of service to our kids and to our partners and to our clients if we're in the kind of work that we do, Jade. But um, I think to be able to offer that to yourself first um, and to know that you have so much more value to give when you can advocate for yourself first and to offer yourself that compassion and that space um, and that forum to be heard. Um, it's then that you have so much more to offer other people. So it certainly wasn't something that I had um, in, in younger versions of myself, but it's something mm. that has become essential in my life now and a non-negotiable for me. There's few things in my life that are non-negotiable because I like to kind of roll with what's happening in front of me and know that I have the choice to make that mean whatever I want to make it mean. But having that compassion and that grace towards myself is a non-negotiable for me now. Oh, I love that so much. And it really reminds me of my discovery of self-love. It really has, I wasn't joking about the 2019 thing because I had no idea what it was. And sometimes we mistake it for doing things like going to the spa and, mm -hmm. you know, it's a very action-based thing. And what I've realized and what you've so beautifully reminded me is that self-love is not about action. It's about integration mm, and a sense yes. of self and really accepting who you are as a person and loving that person for all that they are flaws mm. and all just like we would someone else but that yeah. seems to be the hardest thing yeah. why is it so hard mm. that idea of just having this self-loathing towards yeah. us that we don't project on anyone else but we are our own harshest critic and it I, I totally resonate with what you say about um not necessarily connecting to this idea of self-love because as we've mentioned in previous episodes, I was quite the tomboy kid. I would have more male friends than female friends. I was really sporty. Um, I kind of connected with that identity more than a, a super feminine identity. And mm -hmm. so this idea of self-love being days at the spa and getting your nails done. And that was just, that didn't connect with me. That felt just really alien to me. Um, and so for me, self-love is about constraint. It's about saying no more than it's saying yes. And mm. being very intentional about how I spend my energy and to make sure that, 
you know, I fill my cup before I fill other people's cup. So, you know, the word self-love could be switched for selfishness. And we have two very different views on what those words are. But for me, being selfish is making sure that I'm full and I'm whole. So I've got so much more to give the other people in my life. Oof, that's so good. And it is so interesting because I feel like when I see somebody who's got amazing boundaries and they are really accepting of themselves, they're actually proud of their accomplishments, what they've done, who they are, how they show up in the world. I look up to them and I admire them. They inspire me so much. Mm. And then it comes to ourselves. And I love how you use the word minimizing. And I'm like, where does that come from? Because automatically the story is to go back to, like you said, being the good girl and minimizing yourself and not taking up space and not doing these things. And that is the opposite of having self-love and is it a female thing? Like, are we not taught to embrace and to love and to celebrate all of these things that we are and, and to have a proud voice? Why are we like this, Vari? Tell me all of humanity's secrets. I'm like, <laughs> I'll give you my philosophy on that. <laughs> so, like, I think with self-love, it's, it comes from a place of self-confidence as well. And for me, the difference between being confident and being self-confident is we're confident in things that we know we can do. Like we're confident in driving our car because we've did that for however many years and we know we can do it. And so we feel quite confident in that. You are a confident public speaker because you've done it heaps and you've got evidence to show that that's something you can do. Whereas self-confidence has absolutely no evidence to say that that as a fact, it's just something you choose. So you can feel confident within yourself, regardless of having any evidence to prove it. So, you know, me not being a, a public speaker, I can feel self-confident about potentially being a public speaker if I want to, because I get to just choose that and be that for myself. So that's what self-love is for me. It's not about looking backwards and finding evidence to prove that we are worthy of that. It's just choosing we're worthy of it right now. And then moving ahead in that direction. So for me, it comes to that idea of, of being self-confident and not putting our confidence and our, the perception we have of ourselves on anything that's external to us. Because with that example of being confident driving our car, if we go out and, and have a smash tomorrow, then all of a sudden we're not as confident anymore because we put that confidence in something external. And as soon as oh. that's taken away from us, we then start to question the confidence we have. Whereas self-confidence is just a choice. And that's what self-love is for me. I'm just going to choose to put me first. And I don't need any permission or any reasons to do that. It's simply just a choice that I have made for myself. Mm, I love that so much. And while you were speaking, it reminded me of a quote. So going back to relationships and showing up in relationships I remember hearing last year and it's probably been one of those things that you hear throughout your life but it, until it completely relates to you you just go yeah 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 whatever <laughs> <laughs> but it was the the notion that you only accept the love you think you deserve 
Mm, yeah. And that is so tied into self-love for me because if I can't love myself and all of myself, how does that impact how I show up in relationships, not just romantically, but with my child and with my friends and, and all of that? And why should I always be demeaning towards myself or feel like I'm not enough and only accept the scraps of love? Like it's just, yeah, right. It's a dangerous game. Mm, and I think it's I think it's a generational thing as well. Like when I look back and see the role that my mum played in her family and the role that she had in her relationship with my dad, she very much put herself at the end of the line. You know, all of us mm. went before her and she very much saw it as her job was to be there to be the support for her husband and for her kids and to put herself last. Like she would literally take the scraps of dinner, you know, everyone else would be served and then you know, mum would sit down to whatever was left over. Um, and I think that comes from a place of wanting to be of service. But I think there's, there's a finite amount of how much you can offer when you are spiritually and emotionally empty yourself. Um, and so it's, yeah, it's flipping the switch on that to be, to be more reflective and to see more of what we can give ourselves before we then try and give it to the rest of the people in our lives. That's such a great point. And just thinking about your mom, I I just think, you know, with this next generation of girls and even your beautiful boys and, and my daughter, what if we were all equal? We just contribute to different things to the family. Mm-hmm. And what if I said to my daughter, well, this is how it is. I'm allowed to eat when you eat or... I, I know that sounds so small, but not waiting until everyone has had everything at the dinner table, but saying, okay, well, what if the dad or my partner or whatever made sure that I was served straight after Cerise, you know, yeah. just those little things, you don't realize how much it impacts on this notion of how lovable or worthy you feel as a human being, because what we've seen growing up is absolutely women minimizing themselves to make others happy. So no wonder we struggle with this notion of loving ourselves completely or fully or feeling like we can take up space or be an equal and do these things. So, yeah, that's really triggered something in me in such a a brilliantly beautiful way. Mm. it's that idea of like you know put on your own life vest first before helping other people it's like yeah we're told that every time we get in a plane and it's so true like we we've only got as much to give as we allow ourselves to receive so yeah that's that's what self-love is for me it's it's less of the action oriented stuff as as you Mm. touched on jade and more of um yeah creating more confinement for me and, and and saying saying yes to fewer things um, if it's at the the expense of my own energy and my own time that I need for myself. Mm, yes, mm. so good. And I guess there's only one other thing that I want to touch upon on this topic, and that is the role that forgiveness plays in self-love. And for me, a lot of cultivating this acceptance has been around forgiving myself when I think I've been an idiot. 
or I'm like, why can't I be better? Or why did I do that? Why did I say that? Why am I the way I am? And when I berate myself, it's trying to remember to forgive myself and say, you know what? (laughs) You're human. You're fine. You Mm. just do not need to worry about this. It's just not a big deal and it doesn't make you less of a good human it doesn't make you less intelligent less kind less generous I feel like for me forgiveness is such an integral part of it because I I need to forgive myself before I can accept myself Mm, mm. it's so interesting because as soon as you said forgiveness my brain automatically went to forgiveness of other people rather than forgiveness of myself. Oh. Oh, interesting, right? Already I'm like, I'm banging on here about putting myself first. But as soon as you say forgiveness, I'm like thinking about all the people I need to forgive. So I love <laughs> that, that back around. And it's like, yeah, we need to forgive ourselves first for the things that we think we've done wrong or the mistakes that we think we've made. Because you're so right. We're just, it doesn't make us less of a good human. It just makes us more human, right? Because mm. we all are going to make mistakes along the way. And we get to choose what that means and we get to choose the story we tell ourselves about that. And so, yeah, I think being less heavy with it, like that's my kind of go-to when I'm stuck in something that's really heavy. I'm like, how can I just make this more lighthearted? How can I be more curious about this? How can this be more of an experiment rather than getting weighed down with the heaviness of it? And yes. so, yeah, I love that. Like, what, what can I kind of forgive in myself to afford myself more of that self-love and self-compassion? So I love that. Mm, so good. Mm. All right. So to cap off this episode, I mean, we have, I think we've been pretty good at saying, okay, well, this is what it means to us and this is how we've cultivated it in our own lives. But what is one step you feel someone can take today that moves them closer to self-love? Hmm. One step that takes you closer to self-love. I think a lot of it comes with that acceptance and Mm -hmm. about being okay with that. Um, so the one, oh, the one step, oh, this is, this is what I would do, actually, um, which leads us into a different episode. But that letter that you can write to your past self is such a powerful exercise. So what I like to do with my clients is get them to find a photograph of themselves from 10 years ago. And from that version of themselves, because I think to have something visual is like a really great reminder. We can really transport ourselves back to what our life looked like at that time. And then to write a letter to that person from your perspective now, I think is such a powerful way. And it, you're so much more compassionate to that version of yourself. It takes us back to what I, I spoke about at the top of the episode how much love and compassion and grace you can offer that version of yourself from mm. this place that we're at now is, is the most amazing thing. We can be our own guide. We can be our own teacher in that way. So for me, I'd say if you're struggling with that idea of self-love, how can you look back at yourself from 10 years ago 
and offer her some grace, some kindness, some support and some love from where you are today because you will have all the answers that that person needs right now. And the same is true looking forward. The year, the you 10 years from now will offer nothing but love and support for where you are right here today. So then that's a really beautiful exercise that I get my clients to do often is just to see how you can offer yourself that love and support for the you back then because you're able to to love yourself in a in a much more authentic and intimate way I think when when you can look at yourself a few years ago and and see how much you've learned and grown from then Mm. oh I can't wait to talk about that Mm -hmm. in one of the coming episodes that's going to be so powerful and such a beautiful beautiful way to start exploring the notion of self-love and Mm. and what it means to you absolutely love that thank you Mm. so do you have one one specific thing that you would suggest to start to cultivate more of that self-love and self-compassion yes (laughs) tell me i want to (laughs) know my one thing and this is a practice i actually need to bring back into my life so Thank you, Jade and Bari, for creating this podcast episode to remind me of what I need to do to keep on track because I suck. It's really just a selfish endeavor. We just, this is just like self-coaching 101. (laughs) It's just recorded. (laughs) But my one thing, it sounds so lame, but one thing that really worked for me is to talk to myself as if I'm a client or a friend. Because it was so unnatural for me to talk to myself in a loving way. My whole life, ever since I can remember, it has been negative. And whenever I've achieved something, I'm like, oh, yeah, well, that's what I was supposed to do, right? Like, mm. a duh. So every time I found myself berating myself or about to, I don't know, tell myself off for something or have a negative thought, honestly, I would talk to myself as if I was a client and it would always start out like oh darling it was always the Mm -hmm. oh darling and then whatever it needed to be after that it was like Mm. oh darling look you tried your best and it's okay it didn't work out like you thought it would but you'll be okay you know and Mm. so if I framed something with the oh darling and then something positive that actually helped rewire how I was thinking and things became less of a a issue or became less negative and slowly but surely it actually really, really helped. So I need to, I need to start that again. But mm-hmm. I love that. Really I love that. One of the girls in my um, mastermind group does something similar and she calls herself love. She'd be like, right, love, what's going on today? Why are you thinking this way? And I'm like, oh, it just, like, it just drops all the negative shit that's attached to it with yeah. that self-talk. So yeah, I love that. I'm totally going to adopt that. I'm making that mine. <laughs> <laughs> We'll both be sitting here talking to ourselves. Oh, darling. Exactly. I know. My kids have to deal with like already a huge amount of alternative ideas in our house. Like my kid walked in this morning to me, like tapping away on my head. Like, and he's like, what are you doing, mom? I was like, EFT, come and sit down and I'll show you about it. 
So yeah, if he walks in and I'm just chatting to myself, calling myself darling, he would not blink an eye. (laughs) 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 So good. So we'd love to hear, how do you keep the self-love going in your life? Or was there something in this episode that you would like to start trying for yourself? Please share with us. Go to the Anchor app hit voice message and and talk to Vary myself and let us know we'd love 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 to hear your thoughts and if you want to keep up to date with everything happening please hop on over to reawakenedwomen.com hop on our mailing list and you'll be the first to hear of new episodes and also any live events that may be coming up or hit us up on our instagram reawakened underscore women as you know we love a chat we want to chat with you especially as we're doing all this (laughs) (laughs) self-coaching please join us but thank you so much for another great episode Vari I love chatting to you and exploring these things it's always so good Yes, agreed. It's always, yeah, I'm always left with so much to say and so much to think about. So thank you for Mm. these amazing conversations as well. I'm so grateful and thankful for having you in my life, lady. Oh, me too. Mutual Appreciation Society. Yay! (laughs) A little virtual (laughs) grip hug across the airways. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you all for listening. Thanks, Vari. See ya. Bye.